The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. All right, welcome everyone. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lease. And uh, we've got a busy show for you here. Actually, a two-part series, uh, Investing in Your Physical and Mental Health. This is part one. I'm your host, Jeff Orvitz. And uh, Glenn Least is here with me. Glenn, how are you doing today? Good morning, Jeff. I'm doing well. I want to remind everybody that they can always get in touch with you. Yep, yep. Uh, 928-225-2474. Uh, you can email Glenn, intelligentinvesting at wtwealthmanagement.com. You can look up Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Spotify, iTunes, yeah. Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. You're up to a ton of shows. We were yeah. debating the actual number, but it's it's getting up there. There's a lot to listen to on there. Yeah. And uh, this is, like I said, part one of a two-part series on investing in your physical and mental health. And you actually have a guest with us here today. And yep. why don't you introduce him and, and tell us, uh, let us get to know him a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I wanted to do a series on really just mental health and physical health because if your if your mental health is not well it's going to affect almost every area of your life and i think after the pandemic more and more people are realizing that is an important part especially kids you know their mental health has just been atrocious the last couple of years and even us as adults a lot of us are dealing with a lot more issues than they were years ago like anxiety depression you know all these different you know discouragements so there's all these different things that are happening and like i said it does affect your performance at work it perfects in, in you know, impacts your physical health. So I want to do a series on that. I, I have a guest on that actually uh, focuses on mental health and he actually is also a nurse. So they are combining a little bit of medical intervention and with traditional kind of other routes. And it's really kind of cool. Um, so I want to interview Casey Dubravic, Dubravic, I almost said it wrong, Casey Dubravic and um, Casey's with us. And Casey, um, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me guys. I really appreciate it. I'm excited. I, uh, Got my own little blue Yeti and I'm going to be welcome to this world. And you guys are next level over here. So I'm excited. Cool. So maybe tell us a little bit about your background, how you got to where you were, maybe where you started in the medical profession, because you were a nurse for a long time, correct? Correct. Yeah. And what what area did you work in previously? Um, was it just in regular clinical setting, hospital? No, no, actually. Um, so I, I worked at Flagstaff Medical Center here mm -hmm. and I started off as a new grad in 2005 in the intensive care unit. Okay. And so I heard you just had a, a little scare over there. That's yeah. intense, man. Um, it can be really intense over there. And so I worked in the ICU for three years and then I worked in the cardiovascular intensive care unit nice. for another three years and, um, you know, helped patients in uh, a lot of them, you know, passing before they, they went on to the next, whatever it may be. <laughs> and, uh, it, it was a intense work environment, certainly, but I kind of found my love for psychiatry in that, mm. um, in that, I was helping ease the burden of the passing from the patient's mm -hmm. loved ones because yeah. it ended up being kind of technical as far as, uh, you know, titrating drips, dealing with ventilators, mm. uh, that sort of thing, uh, lost my interest and I thought I wanted to be a certified registered nurse anesthetist. Um, and I spent a bunch of time in the OR and then I realized you got to really love your coworkers and I spent that much time in the OR. So went into psychiatry and, uh, it's been going great. I, I really enjoy that, that field a lot. 
Nice. And so, um, did you actually, you worked at the guidance center too, before your current iteration. So what, what, what area in the guidance center did you work at and what is the guidance center? Yeah. So the guidance center here in Flagstaff is community mental health center. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, you know, pretty much raised here in Flagstaff, Northern Arizona, I moved here in 89, um, and worked at community college for five years. I was in information technology before I went into nursing. I was like, I don't want to spend time in front of a computer. <laughs> and then, then I found out that's a nursing. big change there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so uh, went into the guidance center after I got my psychiatric nurse practitioner degree. I really like my credential psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Mental health is built right into there. I really like to focus on that. Um, but I was one of their only child providers for a couple of years and I worked in the inpatient and outpatient units. Uh, so saw people at their worst, you know, and their biggest struggles. And, of their and what is inpatient and outpatient for those that don't know, maybe? Yeah. So like in a psychiatric acute emergency, like acute suicidality or a psychotic break where you start hearing voices telling you to do things, um, uh, you know, just lose your stuff, uh, mm -hmm. then there's a safe place to go. You know, it's like the, it's got a bad rap, right? The padded wall room, <laughs> but, uh, but there is know. a padded room. <laughs> yeah, there is actually. Yeah. We do restraints, you know, when, when people are unsafe to themselves and others. And, uh, but then mostly was working outpatient. So people coming in with anxiety, depression, PTSD, bipolar disorder. And, you know, with my time in the setting working there, I found that pretty much everything falls from that trauma. And so, you know, like we're seeing, um, people improve greatly when we address their underlying issues rather than just treating their symptoms. And that's what we're trying to do. Let me, let me ask this because we were talking a little bit before we came on air, me, me and Casey about the state of the country yeah. as far as mental health. And I was wondering if there's a stat and what he finds troubling, I guess, in the statistics that are out there as far as the state of the mental health uh, in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a ton of big statistics that are, are very scary. I think um, one of them is between like 70 and 90 percent of adolescent males have thought seriously about suicide. Um, and so we know that. Uh, that's a common coping strategy when you're really struggling. Mm. Um, but, you know, we also know that this COVID pandemic really messed up a lot of kids' developmental stages because yeah. they didn't get to interact with peers. And that's so huge during adolescence. Wow, that's 70, 90%. What, was it normally that high or was it? No, lower? no, it's gotten much higher. Wow. I think, um, partly mass media, you know, this being exposed that seven reasons why, um, documentary, um, things like that that almost glamorize, um, that kind of loss, which is really saddening. Mm. Uh, and so obviously not a big proponent of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder kind of, why it's changed over the last couple of years. So that's a pretty high stat. Um, I mean, I was a teenager and I don't know that it, that thought ever crossed my mind mm -hmm. and I, you know, life was tough, but that was never like, just, you know, just wasn't a thought that passed my mind. But yet, you, you know, according to that stats, you have 10, 10 adolescents and seven to nine of them have had that thought. So mm -hmm. I wonder like what caused that or what's been the change where those stats have gone up tremendously over the last, however long it's been. Yeah, you know, I think in general, being a very permissive society uh, in that we're very accepting of everything and everyone has um, made things a little bit more challenging. Um, you know, this is more 
theoretical, but um, in general, adolescence is a time of rebellion mm-hmm. and self-defining. And so when, you know, like you look back to when we were growing up and, you know, kids have like, um, you know, leather jackets or, you know, then punk rock and, you know, like, the, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> and now it's like, you can do anything, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, no and, boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And so like the the normal correction, like you look at the wild and, you know, when a baby wolf is acting up, mom's like, hey cut that out. (laughs) Now you can't even do that without, you know, having to be worried about, um, some sort of judgment. And Mm. so I think that that's uh, a big issue in our society. I don't know how to address that because I think some of the gateways that that's opening is really good because people are more apt to talk about mental health and wellness and the struggles that they're having. Um, but there's certain things that, lots of room for improvement <laughs> yeah they have that quote that if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything mm-hmm. so it kind of reminds me like if there's no boundaries like you know they're like almost like become lost because they're like i don't know how to how to act properly because i can do whatever i want there's and yeah. whereas i was where, a teenager i knew what i was supposed yeah. to do and what i wasn't supposed yeah. to do and i i found out when i wasn't supposed to do something i got corrected so. you knew how far you could push it and then uh-huh. there were consequences now there's yeah. No consequences. You I remember as as my, my favorite part is it, or my, my mom's, uh, most, tr- one of the most troubling stories that upset her a lot was, uh, in eighth grade, I went to go spend the night at my friend's house <laughs> and then we went to the beach and stayed out the beach all night long and had a bonfire and one of the older cousins took us and it was all my friends and my mom was, there's no cell phones and she, you know, yeah. we, we're gone. No one knew where we were at and she was just lost her mind. She was like calling everywhere, searching. And then the next morning I showed up and she was so mad. I don't know if you <laughs> I do that. for like a whole yeah, year. I- similar story too yeah. i don't know if you get away with that nowadays because they would track you I, yeah I was like, it's a perfect <laughs> yeah, alibi yeah. i'm going to stay uh, at his house and he said he was going to stay at my house and i was like right. you know that older team yeah, so. to call them digital leashes yeah, yeah. <laughs> digital leashes there you go <laughs> well we are we are talking with casey dubrovic who's who's with the uh revitalization ketamine clinic and um if you want to talk with Glenn, by the way, I always want to throw out your number, 928-225-2474. We're going to get into a lot of how this pertains to investing. And if you don't have um, things right yeah. up there, I guess, it can affect investing. So getting mental health, uh, getting into that uh-huh. uh, state. Investing in our mental health. And I, I guess, Glenn, when we look at mental health um, and all the avenues, um, let's switch over to when you when you talk about investing, investing in your own mental health, your own physical health um how does this all relate i guess we ask casey that and yeah how, how does this translate into being able to if you if, if you don't have that mental health how are you going to be able to invest correctly or even function correctly inside of your job etc cetera, etc cetera? yeah absolutely that's a great question and so we know like glenn said you know your physical health is very much tied to your mental health and you really can't truly have one without the other mm. and so uh, trying to invest in yourself is the best investment you can make. Yeah. You know, it's a um, priceless and uh, everlasting when you're actually to make those those changes uh, for yourself and your mindset. Mm. Um, and, and that's what we're seeing. You know, people like you said stats, and I, I remember one big thing is like the ACEs scores. You know, the adverse childhood experiences. So everyone has some of those yeah, (laughs) and it's a number of those. And, and so adequately addressing those through, um, your, how, how you come at it. Uh, so revitalized ketamine clinic, what we do, we're able to help people break down those walls really fast. Yeah. Break through traumas, which we're going to touch on next too, because that's a big part of mental health is, 
Um, and the trauma is like, say you have a childhood trauma. If you don't actually deal with it and break through it, it doesn't really go away. I've seen people in their fifties and sixties that still have hurts from when they were, you know, a child. Um, and so time doesn't heal all wounds unless you address it and work through it. And I'm finding that out myself. Like, you know, there's stuff that's happened to me in my past that I didn't know was not normal <laughs> growing up just from the way, the, the way things happen. And so I have to go through and invest in my own mental health. How do I break through those barriers? And there's some, some traumas or barriers that, you know, seem very stubborn, right? And so this is where, you know, your kind of, um, your practice can come into combined uh, medical interventions to help break down those walls for sure, that trauma. So maybe let's, um, Let's talk about trauma. So let's get into yeah. all that when we come back because yeah. we're going to take a quick break. So get into the trauma and how that pertains to um, investing, investing in yourself and hit on all that. Uh, Casey Dubrovic's with us with the Revitalize Ketamine Clinic. And you're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least, of course. And you can always contact Glenn at 92. We cover such a broad, you cover such a <laughs> yeah, broad such range a broad of topics. Uh, but it all ties in because oh, yeah. if you don't fix all this stuff, you're not going to be able to. It's like 85% investor? about like actual <laughs> stock and investing yeah. and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but another yeah. 15% about like investing in your physical health absolutely mental health. absolutely yeah. anyway Taxes. send yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's big end of the year stuff coming up too yeah Ooh, are yeah. we doing that soon too we should we, we, next, that. Uh, we got it in december yeah yeah december. absolutely 928-225-2474 that's 928-225-2474 you can also email glenn intelligent investing at wtwealthmanagement.com that's intelligent investing at wtwealthmanagement.com we'll be back in just a minute hang tight You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Give Glenn a call right now at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. More Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least when we come back. Welcome back to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. We're here with Casey Dubravic, who's with the Revitalized Ketamine Clinic. Uh, remember, you can always contact Glenn very easily here. Intelligent Investing at WTWealthManagement.com. You can call 928-225-2474. And, and Glenn, uh, we've hit on a lot of topics with Casey, uh, who is a yeah. psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Um, did, I, did I get that right, Casey? Yeah. yeah. yeah a a P-M-H-N-P. Yep. That's a certified. Yeah, right? you, I know there's a lot of letters behind my name. But what we've been talking about is um, really the, the struggles this country, I guess the world, but yeah. talk about this country has been having with mental health issues sure. and how it if you can't fix that, you probably can't fix a lot of the other things yeah, yeah. in your life. So um, I guess let's start with this, Glenn. I mean, maybe, and Casey, how do we invest more in this area? And sure. how do we, why is it important to invest in this area? I mean, yeah. We're talking about mental health. Yeah. So I don't know why that there's, 
maybe a stigma about having someone to talk to like a therapist or a counselor or a psychiatrist. It's almost, I don't know why the culture seems like, I know for sure, like in the past it was like, Oh, if you need to talk to someone, you're, you're, you're crazy. There's something wrong with you. You're like, no, everyone's got stuff that they need to deal with and bottling it up and not having a, a safe place to process through it is not healthy. Um, and sometimes, you know, close people in your family, your spouse can fill that role. Sometimes that's not appropriate though. Maybe it's just, you don't want your spouse to be your dumping ground. Um, so <laughs> that's not healthy either. So one of the ways you can invest is obviously, you know, having someone to talk to. And I kind of look at it as my life coach slash counselor all in, the, all in one. They help me walk through things and, you know, talk through things and then encourage me and challenge me to say, Hey, here's where I want to go. How can I get better? So I think that's huge. I've been doing that for almost a year every, every week. And it's been tremendously valuable for my own development, my own mental health and, and being a better version of Glenn too. Um, so I think that's important. The other thing is if you have trauma, um, which is where Casey comes in, that you really need to break down. Um, there's a couple different routes to do that. Um, one of them you may have heard of is EMDR. Um, that's a very, I don't know if Casey, if you do that, but it's used a lot in the mental health field, but they can basically, um, what's a good way of describing EMDR? Like yeah, the basic so premise. You think of your left brain, right brain, and it's eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. I'm actually trained in it. And, um, so you think of your emotional brain and then your analytical brain. And so your emotional brain holds your trauma. Mm-hmm. And so you, can see a white car during the day, not be a big deal. And then you go home at night, your hippocampus is sorting your memories and it sorts that white car. And that was a traumatizer from your past. And then suddenly you're fight, <laughs> fight or freeze. Yeah. You're in this nightmare and you wake up, you're all jarred and you're sweaty and you're like, I don't know what, what happened. Yeah. And so then <clears throat> what EMDR does when it's done properly, I like to really <laughs> tell everyone that a therapist is a great therapist for 70 to 80% of the people for yeah. 20 to 30%. They're just going to butt heads. It's the nature of human beings. Yeah. So that's the biggest vetting process. And, and, um, yeah, so EMDR is great in that it tries your analytical brain and your emotional brain together through bilateral stimulation. Mm. So you can, they found out that you don't need the eye movement, which is the nice day. They're the uh, lateral gazes where you're actually tracking something like the old school, you know, the watch, like <laughs> yeah. kind of things like that. Um, but now they, they have these theropods where it's like these two vibrating discs that you hold in both hands. And then it just, um, buzzes both of them like individually one by one while a person processes through their trauma with the guidance of a good therapist it's really important to do the resourcing first um but you know in general with mental health investment i like to address a problem from multiple angles yeah and so you're more likely to get capture so like you said therapy can be great yeah. I, I like what you said too about you know bottling up emotions not being good for you yeah. we know with those aces scores anything three or higher will lead to depression anxiety um, mood liability anything five or higher so these adverse childhood experiences will lead to somatization which is a physical manifestation of that psychological trauma so you see a lot of people with like chronic inflammation diseases. So we had actually talked about that because um, tra- trauma can be stored 
in your body and manifest as a physical um, issue. And that's something I never really knew about until recently. I was yeah. like, wow. So you could have people that have this trauma that's causing them like neck or back pain or whatever, or an inflammation. So you're like, wait a minute. So you're, you're taking ibuprofen and you know, it's just not helping. It could be something that's related to a, you know, a, a mental issue that you had or trauma and an ACE score is just to give me an idea. So if you score a three, like what would, what would that mean? Like, so how do you get to a three? Like what, just so a like, quick example. Uh, say your parents got to divorced okay. uh, before you're 18. All these are before 18. Um, and the ACEs has a you know great body of evidence in that it shows you the things that happened to you that shouldn't have happened to you. Mm. And then say you got raped when you were 12 and then say, um, your parents were drinking a lot in the household. Mm. Um, and, or you felt like someone, no one loved you in mm. the household. And so it's subjective obviously, but there's some event stuff tied into it. Sure. One thing ACEs, uh, is, kind of discredited for is that it doesn't show you the things that didn't happen to you that should have happened to you, mm. like feeling loved and protected, you know, unconditionally. Yeah. We learn our emotional regulation skills from our parents from ages zero to 11. And if they weren't taught those emotional regulation skills, how to handle difficult people, difficult situations and difficult emotions, how can they be expected to teach them to yeah, us? You can't, you can't give what you don't have. So <laughs> right. sometimes like I love my mom, love my dad, but I also have to give them some grace because I look back at their childhood and go, well, their childhood was just as jacked up. No wonder why they didn't have that life skill. And so that's something as a father for me, I'm learning, okay, there's a lot of gaps in my development. And so I want to, you know, use these modalities to say, Hey, how can I break down some of the trauma? Cause you know, as I look back, you know, I, I thought it was normal, but then you find out what should have happened to you or what is not normal. And you go, wow. Okay. Um, I definitely have some trauma. I thought that was just normal. Doesn't everyone do that? You're like, no, not at all. Isn't everyone's house like this. Yeah. 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 Isn't everyone's house like yeah. this? So I know for me, there's like different things that my brain triggers, you know? So for me, like if I hear, you know, yelling or loud voices that reminds me of previous traumas and so immediately it just sends me that fight or flight response. Like, you know, I tried to like combat it, but it's almost like hardwired into my brain. Like that's my thought process and it just triggers. So like, that's where like maybe this EMDR can help break that down, rewire those pathways and, and work through that process, that trauma. So it's, it's pretty cool technology and, and, and uh, what they got going on in this industry. And so there's also some more modalities that we're talking about, uh, including EMDR and some other ones that you really specialize as well at your clinic. But, um, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of it's interesting stuff. That, it, it is yeah. interesting. Are you are you implementing a lot of this, Glenn? I mean, uh -huh. in your life, and, and and has that impacted? Yeah. I mean, not just your family, but professional life, business, uh -huh. you know, investing things like that. Yeah, has I, it made you a more t intelligent investor? I guess. Yeah. So I did. Like maybe like five or six years ago, I did like about a year of therapy and then maybe did a month of EMDR. Um, and it was starting to help and I had to, had to stop because I was doing it during the week. And at the time I, you know, it just was hard to schedule it all. So, um, but I'm getting back into it and I'll start EMDR in about a week from now. What does that stand for? Uh, what does it stand again for? Eye movement desensitization, um, and reprocessing. Yeah. Okay. All right. I always think of it as a way to process through and break down trauma that maybe can't be done other ways, like stubborn issues that you just have tried and it's not working yet. So, but yeah, am I, am I a better person? Am I better, you know, equipped hundred percent? Yeah. That's why that's what we're talking about it. Yeah. It, if you invest in it, it will pay dividends. 
I think what we'll do next, because we don't have enough time to cover it all. So we, as we said, this is going to be a two part series next week. We want to get into more of this deeper yeah. as it relates to investing in your, your daily life, things like that. Um, so Casey will join us again on next week's show. And I, I encourage everyone to go back and listen to this because I think you'll learn a lot mm-hmm. more. And Glenn posts everything up. Uh, if you look up intelligent investing with Glenn least, you can check all of that out and subscribe to the podcast because yeah. we cover everything like this from, from, like you said, investing to taxes, to chickens, uh, farming, estate planning, <laughs> estate planning. I, I mean, have, uh, some, uh, interesting ones about my renovation project that I'm working on. Oh, do you have some, I need to listen to that and get caught up on that because Uh, Glenn's been working on a big renovation project, um, on a a property he bought. And that could, uh, that's probably Casey, a whole subject for another, maybe couple podcasts, um, stresses of home home ownership, right? right? Uh That that could be a whole thing. Why, why if you're a landlord, you probably need to get some counseling. Yeah, Yeah. probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, you can contact Glenn anytime at 928-225-2474. Email Glenn intelligent investing at wtwealthmanagement.com. And Glenn's always there to chat with you. And we'll be back next week. Casey will join us once again. I hope you all have a great safe week. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Casey. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. The following has been paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we've discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions.